Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. Very glad to be with you all once again in podcast land. On this particular episode, we are going to dig down deep into Disney's Animal Kingdom. About this time last year, we took a little bit of a break because of the pandemic uh, of talking about theme parks specifically, and we have since talked about them a lot more, but we we were doing a world tour. We started off in Magic Kingdom. We went over to Epcot for a bit. You'll hear more about that here in just a little bit. And we went kind of land by land, area by area, looking at shopping, dining, attractions, and everything in between. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. We are also going to be sharing a little bit of Disney news, some travel news, contest news, and incentives that we are rocking and rolling with. So let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is March the 16th, 2021. And this is a return back to my world tour. Yay! So if you remember pre-pandemic, before the world changed, I was doing this world tour, Disney world tour, of course. And we started off in Disney's Magic Kingdom right there on Main Street, USA. And the title of the episode was something like a rock walk right down the middle of Main Street, USA. And we talked about the Emporium. We talked about the, the, the Starbucks slash bakery that's over there. We talked about the ice cream shop. We talked about everything that you've seen, you experienced from the live entertainment to the attractions to the, the shopping, the dining, all of it. And then we kind of went, started there and then went land by land. Uh, I believe we went counterclockwise uh, around uh, Disney Magic Kingdom. And then we hopped over to Epcot. We started off in Future World, which is a very different place now <laughs> uh, than it was then. And then we kind of started off, and I believe we started off in Mexico, uh, again, going counterclockwise, which is the correct way to go if you go to Epcot. I'm just kidding. Some people go right, you know, whatever. Get your cheese soup. <clears throat> Dave Adams, my friend Dave Adams over Unrelated at Birth. Uh, it's cheese soup, not dip, even though it's thick. It is a cheese soup. It's delicious, by the way. There's a bunch of imitation recipes that are out there online uh, that are great for the cheese soup in Canada. So we went left around Epcot and then came back around. We wrapped that up, and then all of a sudden the world changed, and we still got a couple more parks to go. Uh, two of my favorites right here. We're going to start with Disney's Animal Kingdom tonight, which is arguably... Uh, one of the best parks um, on the Walt Disney World Resort area, if not one of the best in the Orlando area, just because of the sheer scale of it, the logistics that go into making it happen, uh, and also just a lot of the story that goes behind it as well, because it's not just a... It's not just a walk in, ride some roller coasters and leave kind of park. I mean, there's it's a very immersive experience. You know, it's it's typically open, not as long as a lot of the other parks, but you can easily, easily spend an entire day there. That's one of those parks that if you ask me, Disney's Animal Kingdom is, is just one that you need to slow down. But before we get into that, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I want to, again, circle back around to our questions of the day, which are down there in the comments for you to take a look at along with the Spotify playlist that I was listening to before the show. Don't want to play copyrighted music and kind of get banned because, you know, the powers that be, Facebook land and such. Frown upon that and want to respect the artist copyright out there as well. So uh, the questions of the day are, what is your favorite thing to ride at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? So what is your favorite thing to ride? And then also, what is your favorite thing to eat at Disney's Animal Kingdom? So 
two different things. Uh, there's already a fee going uh, on a separate post, not this one uh, that the live is going on. But there's already one going on a, on a separate post. If you want to add to that, great, that's fine. Uh, if you want to just drop your answers in these comments as well, that's that's cool as well. We'd love to hear from you there. So some Disney news. There's been a lot going uh, on in the Walt Disney World arena over the past week. Uh, the first piece of iridescent decor was added to Cinderella's Castle right there in Magic Kingdom, which is so cool. So if you don't know what the ear, not iridescent, like begin with an I, but iridescent as in E-A-R, like Mickey Mouse ears, right? So because, you know, it's Disney's play on the 50th uh, anniversary celebration. So they have this color, iridescent, that's a reflective sort of uh, gold, blue, pinkish, purplish uh, sort of iridescent color. It's, it's pretty cool uh, looking. And uh, they've attached the first few pieces of that to, to the castle. And it's going to look amazing for the 50th anniversary celebration starting this October, which I'm really excited about. Also, there was an announcement about Disney's Magic Mobile service. So if you're unfamiliar with it, there's an app that you can download called the My Disney Experience app. If you're going to Walt Disney World, just go to your you know, if it's the, the app store, like your Apple app store or the Google Play store uh, for your device, download that onto your Apple or Android device. And you can, you know, do your dining reservation, see your photo pass pictures and do a number of things, uh, you know, room key, things like that. There's going to be a separate kind of part of this that is going to be added called Mobile Magic. It is going to replace the well-known uh, Magic Mans, which I did have one. Uh, over here at some point, um, but I do get small children in my office quite often because we have four of them in my house and things kind of wander off sometimes. So anyway, um, but the mobile magic uh, service is basically going to serve the same purpose that magic bands do. And that is it's going to serve as your part ticket is going to, you know, if you want to attach, you know, charging privileges to it, it's a contactless payment, a number of different things. The exact details of how it's going to work has not been released yet. But again, supposed to work from what we know very similar to how magic bands work magic bands are still being sold there are several special edition magic bands and limited release magic bands hello country bear jamboree that have been released recently so you know there are a lot of different options that are out there for you to pick uh, out as far as magic bands go i love them i think they're great they're a super wonderful tool they're waterproof um, they're super easy to have and you know they last a good long while they're super durable so if you go back a few times then it's definitely something you can have and it's also a great keepsake as well like our kids love wearing them around the house you know they're not complimentary anymore uh, but you can still purchase them and again disney is still releasing new versions of them and even new colors they released a new color line uh, somewhat recently as well and if you do book a walt disney world package you can actually purchase those if you purchase them early enough in advance you can purchase those at select you know models at a discount so the solid colors and even uh, several patterns and some of the limited release ones like i was talking about will be available for purchase and that's after your reservation is linked to your account there's a way to go in and do that if you have questions on how that works uh, we'll love to talk to you uh, later on feel free to message me other travel news that we've got going on, don't forget about my 40 by 40 promotion. So trying to grab 40 new bookings by the time I've turned 40 years old on May the 22nd, 2021. So uh, in order to qualify any new uh, booking reservation, if it's a anything from a single day ticket purchase all the way up to a multi-day, uh, you know, Disney trip or all-inclusive trip or whatever the case may be, if it's booked anywhere from January 1 to May 21st, uh, anywhere in that time period your booking will qualify. The kicker is we have to reach 40 in order to do a drawing for a $100 gift card that will be a gift card to a uh, 
restaurant establishment of your choice. And I will be sending that to you in, you know, one of two forms, either a hard version or uh, an e-gift card. So we can talk about that. We'll do the drawing live on my 40th birthday on May 22nd. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we recently passed 30 and it's only March, y'all. We've got, you know, basically two more months from now, two plus more months now. So I fully expect that we will reach that mark. So again, it's any, if we go past 40, you know, those that book after that will certainly qualify uh, as well. So uh, the other thing that I'm doing there's a kind of a special reason why I'm doing this. A couple of different reasons. Um, number one is there are a couple of weeks left in March, you know, from basically starting today. And I would love to kind of encourage you and give back to some of the awesome people that have been out there supporting me in my business. If you've been, you know, considering if I've been talking to you about a trip uh, and whatnot. If you book a trip with me starting tonight through the end of this month on March 31st, I'm just going to give you a $10 gift card to either Starbucks, Dunkin', or Chick-fil-A. Uh, one of your, just as kind of a thank you for booking with me, you know, no strings attached as far as that goes. Uh, I just, you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I have to serve you all, and I just want to do, you know, a small something to kind of uh, spread the joy a little bit, um, because especially today, I was actually welcomed into what's called the Top Producers Club at Travel Nation, um, and basically what that means is I just have a lot of people I need to thank that have supported me through my business that have that that have encouraged me even like through, y'all you, you know this like we did travel tips Tuesday all the way through the through the heart of the pandemic season way before any you know vac- vaccines were available and all this stuff and it was challenging there were nights where I'm like what am I going to talk about but you know we made it through and I just you don't know how appreciative I am and my family is of those of you that have stuck with me uh, through it all and uh, that have trusted me with your with your travel dreams you know and I get it you know there are trips even now that I'm having to work on moving around for some clients because of things being rescheduled and moved around that's part of what I do it's part of it it's fine you know and and I'm with you I don't want I want to be there from to kind of help you sort through the haze and lessen the hassle from the time you are working on picking your destination to the time you book it to to working out the details of what you're going to do when you get there and even when you come back I want to hear about it I want to hear your stories I want to hear what went well I want to know what didn't go so well so for me I'm not the kind of person that's just going to book your trip for you and then you're on your way I want to be there with you uh, as much or as little uh, as you like throughout the whole process. So again, if you book today, uh, tonight, starting tonight through the end of the month, you will receive a free Starbucks, $10 Starbucks, Dunkin' or uh, Chick-fil-A gift card. You know, that's just your choice. So thank you all for that. So here we go. Uh, we're going to take a deep dive now starting into Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm just kind of checking out. Here we go. All right, cool. So just making sure our signal is still good because occasionally internet gets a little crazy around these parts. So let's take a world tour over to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, the largest theme park in the Orlando area. How large is it, you may ask? Well, um, the Disney's the safari ride, um, the Kilimanjaro safari ride in Animal Kingdom in the Africa section of the park, which we're not talking about tonight. But just to give you an idea of how big that is, the entire, like, Disneyland theme park could easily like Disneyland out in California could easily fit inside the size of that Savannah. That's how massive that is. Uh, they have plenty of room for the animals to you know run around and do their thing and, and have an incredible time. Um, so 
Anyway, this the sheer scale of the theme park is massive. You will do a lot of walking, so bring your walking shoes. Make sure they're comfy, and you know have a great time. And we haven't talked a lot about uh, you know foot care and walking and that kind of thing. But Animal Kingdom is is a uh, park where you're going to put some miles on that pedometer. You're going to pull out your you know health app on your phone at the end of the day and be like, somehow I managed to walk twenty five thousand steps at Animal Kingdom today, and you know it's only possible there's lots of little trails even just going from one attraction to another and you're probably like wow that sounds like a lot of and it is but the thing is while you're there there's always something to do you're not going to be continuously walking the whole time there are consistently there's animals to see there are new attractions to see there are things to taste and experience uh, and all sorts of fun fun and exciting things to do so let's start off at the park entrance in my little blurb earlier on as we were sort of introducing tonight i said that we would start at the bus stop and go all the way around and that is what we are going to do so when you get to the park and you come in you'll notice that the drive into animal kingdom is a little bit longer than other parks and again that is because of the scale of it um, the bus stops you actually don't have that long of a, of a walk from the bus stop so it's a pretty comfortable walk uh, to towards the park entrance and you'll as you move towards the park entrance, you will go through security. If you haven't been to Disney since kind of before the pandemic, and even since it, uh, you know, the parks reopened last summer, you will probably noticed a few things different uh, about your entry experience and it's nothing bad actually I find it a lot smoother experience even for families like if you have a lot of stuff like you're bringing a stroller a double stroller a triple stroller uh, I, have, I have some friends that are in Walt Disney World right now with uh, toddler triplets and uh, another child that's a little bit older than them so kudos to you all like that's you know amazing to be able to do that you know like we've got four kids as well but some of ours are old enough to walk so again that security procedure is a lot easier you don't have to take as much stuff out and all these things you walk through with your bags on and and whatnot the procedures with strollers and wheelchairs and uh, ecvs are a little bit different but again, super, super smooth process moving forward. So you'll eventually go through security and you'll arrive at the touch points or turnstiles as some people still call them. They don't actually have physical turnstiles anymore, but you'll see the little um, sort of silver uh, kind of sign round sign with a mickey on it on a post you'll tap your magic band to it and it will go green if you're good if it turns another color uh one of the one of the cast members will probably come over to you and you know check your magic band check your part tickets if you have a hard copy because they will they're still issuing uh key to the world cards right now which are the hard plastic credit card debit card style uh part tickets uh, with the stripe on it so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll check that if there's any issues and, you know, they're, they're usually very friendly to kind of get you on through. As you go past that, you will then see to your left an entrance to the Rainforest Cafe. So in that in general area, as you're coming to the park entrance area, there is a Rainforest Cafe off to the left. There's also a location at Disney Springs. Uh, the location at Animal Kingdom uh, Park is a little bit smaller. And one of the cool things about Rainforest Cafe, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but uh, I believe the Rainforest Cafe at Animal Kingdom has its own entrance into the park. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Go there, you know, grab some food and head on in. Uh, it's a great meal. It's a lot of fun. So if you've got kids that are looking for a fun restaurant that kind of keeps them engaged the whole time, lots of things to kind of look at and, you know, see and whatnot, and some pretty decent food, uh, definitely check out Rainforest Cafe, uh, either Animal Kingdom or Disney Springs. Uh, so great experiences. As you move through the park entrance, you will enter an area called the Oasis. The Oasis is a fun area that um, has uh, a few exhibits. You'll 
notice some kind of little placards describing uh, a few things uh, about some animals that you may or may not see. There are not always animals in this area because some of them, especially if you go uh, in earlier January, later December, sometimes when the temperatures do drop, there are some animals in Animal Kingdom that will not be on show. So basically that means they will not be out there for guests to interact with because they can't tolerate you know certain temperature levels. Normally, they're they're out there. They're out there doing their thing. They're out there, you know, you know, sometimes running around freely in the middle of the path. Sometimes they're behind the gate, depending on, you know, what it is. Um, but there are all these cool little tropical pathways that kind of move through that oasis area uh, that you can kind of see and explore all that. But before you move all the way through, so you move past uh, the Turnstiles Touchpoint area, um, there is a Garden Gate Gifts shop that is there, I believe, on your right-hand side. See, on the right or I think it's on the right-hand side uh, as you're as you're moving forward. So you'll see uh, a little sort of rock right there in front of you. You can either go right or go left. We usually go right, and we go when we go in. Sometimes we go left. It doesn't really matter. You can go either way. But before you go right or left, right there in front of you, there's a rock on the ground with a plaque on it. It's the dedication plaque for Animal Kingdom Park that was dedicated in April of 1998 uh, on Earth Day. So uh, that was pretty cool. And just to be able to read that, it's a part of Disney history now, you know, 20, almost 23 years old, uh, the park was. So, uh, you know, that was kind of cool to kind of be able just to see that and experience that. And that's one of those things that when, when people go to visit uh, Disney parks, it's sometimes like in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to Hollywood Studios today. I've got to get my park pass. Uh, I've got to figure out, okay, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to be, you know, the things I'm going to eat. And you're thinking, okay, well, I got to get up this early to kind of get into the, you know, get into the virtual queue and I've got my park pass ready. All right, well, you know, so it's, it's like this sort of go, go, go mentality all the time. And I understand like if, if folks were going for their first time or even they're coming back to try and, you know, celebrate something in, in Disney trips or significant investments and we want to, you know, I, as a travel planner, want to make sure you get the most out of your time. But I also don't want you to be so exhausted that you end up being miserable. That's why I encourage people, even as you're moving through the parks, try to dedicate at least one day, at least one day to each park. And don't rush through it. Just just be present with the people around you. Look at all the details. Look at all the different things that are written, the things that are there. Yes, we are the family that stops and reads plaques because there's something to learn. There's something to experience. Those you know informational things are part of the experience. There, there are some details and parts of Animal Kingdom where there are a ton of hidden Mickeys. And if you pay attention closely enough, the storyline that, that you are uh, basically walking through is, is painted all around you in some, in some circumstances. So and if we move too quickly, if we don't pause, if we're not kind of trying to be aware, you know, some cases, yes, if you're managing, managing small children, it can be a little challenging sometimes if, if we're being real, right? I get that. Um, but you, you want to make sure that uh, you're, you're staying fully engaged with those that matter most that are there with you, but also with your surroundings as well and try and soak in as much as you can. So after you move through the park entrance area, through the oasis, you're going through some of those nature trails, you will come up to the Wilderness Explorer stand that is right there on the right-hand side before you cross the bridge into, or as you're crossing the bridge, into uh, Discovery Island. So Discovery Island is sort of the main street uh, of Animal Kingdom. And I say that very loosely for those of you listening in podcast land. Yes, I just used Air quotes. I did it again. Um, so Wilderness Explorers themed after the Wilderness Explorers from up. 
So you can be just like Russell and you can grab your Wilderness Explorers guidebook and you can go around to different interactive exhibits with cast members and occasionally uh, an animal or two around Disney's Animal Kingdom Park and you'll get some, you know, different kinds of stamps. If you complete all of them, there's a special little prize at the end that uh, book you received does come at no additional cost. And it's just a little, you know, Wilderness Explorers guidebook. Guidebook. I've got one around here somewhere that's about yay big. And it's just a fun thing. It's very interactive. You know, uh, children normally really enjoy doing stuff like that. And, you know, it's quasi-educational. So you can get some sort of redemptive value out of it, uh, right? And something cool to bring home. So uh, the Wilderness Explorers is right there. Other attractions, we're going to look at attractions, dining, and then shopping. We're not kind of going, you know, item by item now. But the next attraction in the Discovery Island area is It's Tough to Be a Bug. So as you walk into Discovery Island, boom, right there in front of you, you'll see this massive tree called the Tree of Life. And the Tree of Life is kind of an attraction in and of itself. Uh, there is a you know, sort of tree lighting ceremony that happens every night. And seasonally, it does change a little bit. It's lit up. You know, there's fireflies. There's all sorts of really cool things uh, that happen around the tree. So if you can be at Animal Kingdom after it gets dark, make sure you pause to see the show. It sort of, I think, rotates uh, every few minutes. So sort of something that kind of, you know, goes on progressively. So if you don't see it, it's not like the fireworks at the end of the night when, you know, when those are done. It's like one, boom, it's finished and it's over. These little shows kind of, you know, happen every so often. There's music, there's lights, there's really cool uh, special effects that happen around the Tree of Life. Uh, the Tree of Life, by the way, is built on an oil rig. It is so massive. It is so heavy. There had to be a, a something that would support it. So uh, it was built on an oil rig um, frame, basically, that was lift, put into place. And you'll see some really cool, amazing, intricate carvings. And there's some cool little kind of trail sort of picture spots around the area and things that you can see. But underneath the Tree of Life, there's an attraction, and that is It's Tough to Be a Bug. Um, it's Tough to Be a Bug based around the movie Bug's Life, which just came to Disney Plus recently, I think. I'm uh, pretty sure it was recent because it kind of showed up on the Disney Plus highlights there towards the top if you've uh, seen It's Tough to Be a Bug, or excuse me, seen A Bug's Life before. And uh, we chose to actually watch that one. My wife was out of town uh, for her recent Disney trip. I watched that with our kids. It was a lot of fun. Watching that movie, yeah, there's a there's a lot of really cool Pixar Easter eggs throughout that film. So if you pay close enough attention, um, Bugs Life is one of the earlier Pixar Pixar films, and it's great. It is a very very solid uh, movie, and I love the storyline. It's a lot of fun. So it's tough to be a bug. It is kind of dark. It's a 4D you know experience. So you got 3D dashes. You're you're you know smelling things. Things are you know poking you and stuff, crawling over your feet and whatnot. So if that freaks you out a little bit, you don't like being in the dark this may not be the ride for you or the attraction for you. Just be aware of that. <laughs> but, you know, it's a lot of fun. Some people love it. Some people, not so much. Um, I like going there, you know, every so often. I still kind of go, eh, you know, I don't know do I want to do it, but it's a fun. Like, you, you kind of get there under the tree of life. You feel like you're underground. You feel like you're in the middle of an ant colony, and then all of a sudden you're in this big theater. So it's pretty neat. Dining in Discovery Island. So there are a lot of dining options in the Discovery Island area. Again, it's it's pretty massive because you've got the entire Tree of Life that, you know, it's part of the Discovery Island complex. And then you've got different things that are spread around sort of the front and, and side area of it with a pathway that kind of circles around the entire Animal Kingdom Park. And the first one I want to mention is Flame Tree Barbecue. Now, Flame Tree Barbecue is one of the better theme park barbecue restaurants at Walt Disney World. So Polite Pig, I do not count Polite Pig because it's located at Disney Springs. It's a 
completely different experience uh, from Flame Tree Barbecue, but there are some fun things that you can get at Flame Tree Barbecue that, uh, you know, if you like it, you know, pulled pork sandwiches, if you're just like kind of classic like that, or if you like to spice it up a little bit and add a few little extra things in there, you know, I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, Isle of Java is a little coffee uh, uh, opportunity to get caffeinated <laughs> right there in Discovery Island. There's also Tiffin's Restaurant, and Tiffin's Restaurant is if you love adventure, some eating, if you're a good kind of person who's like, you know what, I want to try something new. I want to try something we don't really probably have available back home that you can't get easily. And you want to just kind of, you know, go head first into it and kind of dine and experience something different. Go to Tiffin's. It's a fine dining experience is, you know, things are crafted very, very well there. Uh, key example was chatting with uh, one of our uh, listeners and, and a former client and friend uh, that commented on the post earlier and said that her favorite thing that she remembers from there is the octopus. So if you've ever wanted to try octopus, there's an opportunity for you. Uh, right next to Tiffin's, actually, kind of you walk in basically the same uh, entryway, or you could anyway, to get to one or the other, is Nomad Lounge. Nomad Lounge is just like what it sounds like. It's sort of a lounge. You know, there's a bar in there. You can get some um, bar bites. There's also... A really uh, one of my favorite things about Nomad Lounge are the churros. These are not like giant long theme park churros, like you're carrying, you get cinnamon all over your hands. But they are churros that come with different, you know, dips and things. They're also allergy friendly. So last time I checked, they were allergy friendly. You know, it, it, that's you know relative depending on what you're wrestling with. Uh, but I believe they were gluten and soy free, and I think maybe even dairy free as well. But you can't tell. Like they just they taste. They're that good uh, at Nomad Lounge. The next one is going to be Creature creature Comfort. So at every at every theme park at Walt Disney World, there is a Starbucks location now. The one for uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park is at a place called Creature Comforts. Pretty good. Last time I was at Animal Kingdom, I stopped by and grabbed myself uh, a venti espresso uh, frappuccino with one pump of peppermint. Four is like the standard. That's way too much. I just need just a little bit uh, to kind of break up that espresso frapp flavor. But that's kind of my go-to when it's when it's warm outside. Sometimes I'll get something else uh, or maybe just a straight cold brew uh, coffee from Starbucks are, are sort of my favorite things to get from there. It's pretty, pretty tasty stuff and gets you going. After Creature Comforts, that's kind of wrapping up the one, two, three, four, five or different dining experiences. And dining can be anything from, again, a coffee stand to, uh, you know, to uh, a, a table service restaurant to the lounge like we talked about. There's lots of different places to, to kind of get some food uh, around uh, Discovery Island area. The next thing is shopping. And there are really only two main shopping experiences in the Discovery Island area. Sometimes you'll see little carts and stuff out, but not usually. Uh, one of the things that's very different about uh, this area, sort of the, the entrance, is that like when you walk in, you're like, you know, right there. Uh, I, I feel like the, the perspective for, you know, the Tree of Life experiencing it once you cross the bridge into Discovery Island is a little bit different than when you're walking down Main Street USA or, you know, into Epcot by Spaceship Earth. Actually, it's probably a little bit more similar to that. Definitely different than, than Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, but there are two main shopping locations, and that's Island Mercantile and Discovery Trading Company. They're uh, basically right across from each other. Island Mercantile is a little bit smaller than the Discovery Trading Company. Discovery Trading Company is sort of the main retail location uh, for Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, uh, where you can find a lot of uh, you know your Mickey ears, uh, facial coverings, you know branded facial coverings, you know ornaments, uh, you know goofy gummy snacks. I mean the kind of like Disney sort of branded things that you would some of 
you would see some of them at pretty much every park in Disney Springs and some of the hotels. You'll see those kinds of things there. Uh, they will also have some Disney's Animal Kingdom specific merchandise there, the seasonal merchandise. So if it's, you know, holiday merchandise, like, you know, the Christmas stuff that comes out sometimes or uh, even the fall, like Halloween type merchandise, that is where it'll be uh, at, at that particular store. So uh, a lot of great things to see, experience to purchase. We bought a few things from there. Uh, my wife actually picked me up a Run Disney hoodie, uh, running hoodie because, you know, in, big into Run Disney stuff. And uh, very excited about that. I've only worn it once just to try it on, but um, hopefully I'll get to wear it if it gets, you know, colder. <laughs> but they have a bunch of Run Disney stuff now or did at least a week ago. So definitely check that out if you're a fan of, uh, of Run Disney. So again, Discovery Island Trading Company is kind of that store that a lot of people um, stop in on their way out of the park. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun just to kind of peruse and see what's there and kind of pick you up something to to remember your trip so uh next week that's kind of all we're going to cover tonight as far as disney's animal kingdom and our tour around the world but you know next week we are going to take a left-hand turn and hand over to towards uh pandora the world of avatar and i'm so excited about talking about this because there's so much to see so much to experience so much to smell to hear uh to to even taste arguably the best quick service restaurant on all of walt disney world property even out of Disney Springs, the four main theme parks, the two water parks, all the hotels is in Pandora, the world of Avatar. There's a few reasons why I think that. And I know I'm not alone. I've had other people say that even earlier tonight and others that I've talked to uh, in the past. So I'm looking forward to getting into that uh, with you. If you're a fan of, of Pandora, if you're a fan of even Avatar, the movie, the music, uh, just sort of the Avatar verse, as it were, um, definitely tune in. I think you'll really enjoy next week's conversation and uh, look forward to uh, to. To look forward to talking about that with you all. I would love to hear what is your favorite thing about Animal Kingdom. Let me know. What's your favorite attraction? What's your favorite ride? What's your favorite thing to do, to see, to experience? What's your favorite memory about Disney's Animal Kingdom? I'd love to hear from you. Again, if you're watching this on Facebook, either live or in the comments, feel free to drop that down there and uh, let me know what you think. The last thing that I want to mention before we wrap up tonight is one sort of little seasonal bonus for you. You will see a link in the Facebook comments should also be there in the podcast show notes as well for a Disney Magic Moments. Um, that is a special recipe for a St. Patrick's Day spin on the world-famous tachos. If you don't know what tachos are, uh, they are a delicious treat. They're basically potato potato barrels so instead of nachos it's basically like nachos with potato barrels or some people call them you know hash rounds you know there's a bunch of different names but y'all y'all know what i'm talking about right so and they spice them up with different things you can get them in a number of different ways but they have a very special saint patrick's day recipe so in honor of saint patrick's day which is tomorrow i thought i would post that link on there disney uh the disney parts blog um is to their article in the disney parks blog it gives you the ingredients the uh the step-by-step -step instructions to make those at home if you wanted to so thought that was pretty cool to share that if you're celebrating saint patrick's day happy saint patty's day to you and i hope to see you next week we'll see you real soon bye-bye Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.